First up this evening, new reporting from Global News finds that Canadian officials have known for years that the country's existing laws did not cover foreign government's interference or did not do enough to stop foreign governments interfering in our domestic politics. Uh, Canadian intelligence officials and Parliament's National Security Committee have cautioned for years that foreign, foreign governments, and we know which ones they are, notably China, Russia, Iran, are actively working on Canadian soil to influence Canadian affairs. Now, some of this is overt. Others is in the shadows. The Prime Minister last week spoke of the information he's given about these kinds of threats. In question period, Justin Trudeau said his government has known for years about consistent engagements by the Chinese government or representatives in this country, including reports of illicit Chinese police stations. I am regularly briefed by intelligence officials and uh, security experts uh, on threats to Canada and to Canadians, whether it be uh, cyber threats, whether it be uh, interference with Canadian diaspora communities, uh, whether it be use of uh, online misinformation or disinformation. That is the Prime Minister speaking in question period last week. Well, this all comes as Canada's public safety minister uh, said the government was looking for ways to beef up its defence against foreign influence in our domestic affairs. Um, Ottawa hasn't been quick to use new powers. One of them is a registry of people engaged by foreign powers to try and influence Canadian policy, uh, a so-called foreign registry or foreign agent registry, really. Other countries have them, such as the UK and the US and Australia. Uh, But reports today suggest the government may be considering this as an option. And former CSIS head Richard Fadden thinks that's a good idea. You have an agent of the Chinese state in one shape, form, or another uh, who's registered doing this sort of thing. You have an instant, instantaneous reason for asking them to desist and possibly prosecuting them. One person who's been pushing for this for a long time, a foreign influence registry, is Quebec Senator Leo Husakos, and he joins me now. Thanks so much for your time. Pleasure to be with you. So I gather this report won't come as much of a surprise, but yet more evidence that um there is foreign, at least attempts at foreign influence in our domestic politics, and uh, the federal government struggles to figure out how to stop it. Look, we've been dealing with this issue for many, many years. Uh, there's a number of nations that are uh, acting in very egregiously around the world, and now we're finding that they're acting egregiously right here on Canadian soil. In many instances, we have cases from, in regards to the regime from Beijing, uh, Iran, Russia. It's nice to see that Prime Minister Trudeau finally is waking up once that the media stories are starting to to leak out of information, concrete information of foreign influence. It seems like that's the only time he gets interested in doing things. Yeah, I mean, they've been versed. Uh, clearly, they're aware of the issue. I think they've been, you know, there's been enough CSIS reports. There have been enough reports from uh, from Global Affairs Canada warning about this stuff over the years. Why do you think, I mean, other than media reports, do you think there is a recognition now that it's getting more acute or that it's getting more invasive than it used to be? I'll be honest. I think this government is only interested in headlines. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had Many, many cases where intelligence uh, services have come to parliamentary committees, security conferences, they've been raising these red flags in regards to foreign interference in our uh, governments, in our institutions for many years. We've seen our allies like Australia, the United States, the UK tightening up their legislation and taking concrete action to push back against foreign influence. So this is not a surprise. And now we've heard through media stories, thank God, on a number of occasions of 
tangible instances of interference. We've heard, of course, media stories where the prime minister, there's been leaks that the prime minister was briefed clearly about interference in our last federal election. He denies at the beginning, he sort of says there was no evidence of any tangible interference. Then he denies even being briefed. We really haven't figured out where exactly things things are going. I think one of the elements that broke the straw in this particular issue is the charges that were laid against the Hydro-Quebec official just a couple of weeks ago, uh, accusing him of essentially espionage and working on behalf of the Beijing regime and leaking out information from Hydro-Quebec. And I think that's just the first of many instances of other charges that are probably going to be around the corner. Certainly, the police stations uh, report two out of Spain, out of the human rights group in Spain, about uh, the existence potentially of, of what would be illegal police stations. Chinese run uh, in this country was probably another one of those alarm bells, too. It feels like we've heard a lot of things happen in a very short period of time. Well, absolutely. We all remember right at the beginning of COVID, those two scientists in our Winnipeg virus lab that were escorted out by the RCMP. We're still waiting to find out what information and what was compromised uh, at the benefit of Beijing at the expense of our government and our nation. We remember all too well of just not too long ago when the Parliament of Canada moved forward a motion recognizing what's going on to the Uyghur people in China as a genocide where the Chinese ambassador publicly threatened parliamentarians, and there was no repercussions for it. Instead of the prime minister calling in the ambassador from Beijing and being firm with him or even asking him to, to even expelling him for a brief time or withdrawing our ambassador from Beijing as a strong sign of you know, willingness on the government not to accept pressure of this nature, inappropriate pressure from a foreign government, there was silence from our government. So right. there's been many instances where every at every turn where we've seen egregious behavior from Beijing, Prime Minister Trudeau just kowtows. Of course, I mean, I, I was in China when Stephen Harper was Prime Minister. And I have to tell you, he wasn't any, any more. He didn't stand up any taller than than Justin Trudeau has back in the day. Uh, I mean, at, no, the beginning, at, the be- at the beginning, he did. But I think we're really waking up to this, which has been interesting. Tell me about the Foreign Influence Registry, because what I think listeners might not understand right now is what is allowed to happen that we don't know about. Anything can happen that we don't know about. We do not know when, for example, parliamentarians accept certain gifts or when they're actually even just simply approached by organizations asking parliamentarians to influence certain pieces of legislation or government regulation or government policy. Different organizations on behalf of different foreign entities that come and try to influence senior bureaucrats in crafting legislation or regulation or applying or not applying certain legislation or regulations, et cetera, et cetera. We have in this country a lobbying registry. So any any given moment in time that a corporation comes and lobbies the federal government on a policy, on an issue, on a contract, they register. It's a transparent, accountable way of doing business. But when it comes to foreign entities, foreign governments, or agents of foreign governments that are on our short doing similar activity in a, in a number of avenues, we have no clue. We're in the dark about it. And a lobbying registry, the lobbying registry doesn't cover it, obviously, because it goes beyond, I'm thinking of Huawei or so on, but it goes beyond business, right? Exactly. And Huawei, it'll cover Huawei when they lobby for a federal government contract, for example. 
but it won't cover when they're lobbying and trying to influence sometimes a sub-entity of an entity, and that's where it gets complicated. Look, I'll just give you a very simple example. Over the last few years, there's dozens of instances of cases in the United States, Australia, of individuals on behalf of Beijing or other foreign entities that have been charged and indicted for trying to influence their government and their institutions. You know how many cases of, of a similar nature we've had in Canada over the last few years? I think I can guess, yeah. Exactly. Zero. The first case of charges being laid were those charges a couple of weeks ago against this individual uh, at Hydro-Quebec. But we all know what happened to Nortel, a flagship corporation in this country. For example, it's common knowledge. We talk about it uh, you know, behind the scenes. We, we make uh, references to it, but we've never taken any action to make sure it's not happening as we speak. So you've been pushing for this for a while. You have a private member's bill, I believe, that was uh, that came out almost, well, it's about eight months ago now, back in the spring. Um, what has been the response? Have you seen any movement at all towards towards actually adopting this as an idea? The bill was uh, was tabled back in February, so it's it's almost a year. You're absolutely right. It's, it's really a, a knockoff of what I call the Kenny Chu uh, right, bill. Right, of course. Uh, of course, Conservative Member of Parliament in the previous Parliament that tabled a almost identical piece of legislation, which, of course, did not go very far. We weren't able to get it through at the time. Many claim and will believe that some of the interference and the alleged interference on the part of Beijing in the last federal election to defeat candidates like Kenny Chu was because of his bill that he put forward. But one of the good news of being in the Senate is I don't run for re-election, and I guess that gives me an opportunity not to worry about that so I can put forward a bill on principle and, and hope that the government will embrace it because it's the right thing to do. The bill was put forward with the same objective. It's been lingering in the Senate for 10 months now. There hasn't been a single Trudeau-appointed senator that has spoken to the bill. There's been a tactic here to just keep it on ice, and, and it hasn't moved at all. So today, what we've heard from Minister Mendicino is, is typical of the Trudeau government. There's a problem. But instead of taking action, which we all know has been years in coming, they're talking about thinking about it and consulting about it again, which might take many, many more years, and how much more compromised can we become during that process in that period of time? Yeah, I suspect, Senator Husakos, that if and when we see a registry, it certainly won't be attributed to you or Kenny Chu. But it, uh, and, and what form and what form of a registry will it take, right? Yeah. What form would you like to see? I mean, ultimately, what would you like to see done? This would be, um, I know there are some complexities around that sort of registry. Australia has bumped into a few problems. It's been successful. It's also had a few stumbles here and there, but, you know, concerns about it overreaching a little bit. Uh, but what would you like to see ultimately in terms of a foreign influence registry in this country? I'd like the government to look at the examples in Australia, look at the examples in the United States, and come up and put something into place very quickly. This isn't about me or my bill or Kenny Chu's previous bill. This is about doing what needs to be done to protect our parliaments, our nation, our institutions. The time for talk is over. And the objective here with a registry is not only to respond to the egregious behavior of Beijing, but there's countries like Iran, there's Hezbollah, there's Hamas that are also on our shores, that are influencing academic institutions, are influencing organizations, they're influencing Canadians of ethnic background who might be coming from these homelands where they intimidate them right here in Canada in advancement of their own political agenda. Russia, 
We see what they're doing right now in the Ukraine and how they use regimes like they're doing in Cuba in order to propagate their propaganda and other allies around the world. And all of these countries I've just mentioned, they're active on Canadian soil, using and intimidating Canadians. And that has to stop. The objective of this bill is to stop the intimidation towards Canadians, stop the nefarious behavior in trying to infiltrate our academic, economic, and political institutions, attach some penalties to those individuals and organizations that engage in this behavior under the criminal code. So that way the tools are available to our intelligence forces and our security forces to put an end to this. Yeah, I noticed it wasn't in the Indo-Pacific strategy, which I think was a bit of a surprise. Absolutely. And when it's all said and done, we in Canada have given access to particularly a nation like China to our capable middle class economy and marketplace where they have benefited for decades. But we haven't attached that unfettered access with a demand that they align themselves with our standards, environmental standards, labor standards, standards on human rights and freedoms and democracy. And you're absolutely right when you said at the beginning of the program, this hasn't been a one-off only with this government. Successive governments over the last three decades have not stood up to China to make it clear. If you want to do business with Canada, there's certain basic values that are never going to be compromised or traded, irregardless for in return how much trade we get. And that should be labor, environment, human rights. Why would we accept those products that are a byproduct of contravening all these standards when we don't accept we wouldn't accept it here in our own nation? Senator Husakos, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, sir.